Hey y'all, welcome to Voices of the Body, the podcast. My name is Love, Ashley Elaine, and I will be your guide as we continue to move through this journey of building awareness of your body's voice. This particular episode, we are going to be talking about purifying and cleansing your space. Ooh, y'all, it's important. It's important. And we're not talking about like fabuloso and pine soul, like yes, yes, and to those both and right what does this look like spiritually and for our healing all the things our mental health all of that so prepare your mind your body and your soul as we tap into this episode Listen, we have just started a Patreon. Yes, we have started our Voices community. Here in this community, we want to start engaging a little bit deeper with all of you, right? We want to start really connecting with all of you and building a community where people might be afraid, like they've they've had this thing where it's like, oh my God, my voice doesn't matter. Girl, yes, your voice does matter. Sir, yes, your voice does matter. In this community, we are allowing for deeper conversation, right? After some of the episodes, some of our guests that come on, just really diving into, you know, more of what this looks like. We want more some of you want more curiosity is not a bad thing. We also are creating space for you to be able to ask questions, right? We want to see you engage. We want to have you engage and be a part of this, right? We don't want it to just be, oh, this is what we think the people need. We want the people to also tell us what they need. So go to ashleyelaine.me and then go to our Voices of the Body uh tab on our website and you will see how to register for our Patreon. All right, let's get back to our show. And we are back. Yes. So y'all already know what time it is. Um, and I just want to share that I, I really enjoy giving, um, or doing these meditations and, or breath works, whichever you want to consider them. Um, because I understand that some of what we talk about in, um, like as far as the episode is concerned, like I'm, I'm a heavy hitter. I'm not sugarcoating anything. I don't want people to come on this show and sugarcoat anything. And I believe that 
my listeners, like all of you that listen to this podcast, deserve truth, deserve real, deserve to have something shake up on you that says, ooh, that struck a chord. There's something there. Let's investigate, right? Both and I want to make sure that when that happens, your body is not becoming dysregulated, right? So the purpose of me doing this before um, and then I don't I don't do it after the the interview or my little tidbit, but I make sure like we take a, de- a deep breath and I check in, right? Because how a session starts and how it ends is gonna really determine how you how you take in the middle piece, right? All of what you've learned, all of what you heard, and. Is it going to be more detrimental than um, than what what the actual goal is? <clears throat> Excuse me. So my thing always is do nothing without intention. And my intention for this breath work and this space to kind of get grounded is to really invite the body into the conversation. Um, and I think I've been sharing that a lot just in my teachings lately that even in our yoga practice when we get on our mat we're having we're we're on our we're in our space to have a conversation with our body so this is me creating space for your body and you to have a conversation right and yeah yeah so find that comfortable seated position right maybe your feet are flat on the ground Um, Maybe you're laying down. Um, If you are driving, listening to this, please be safe. You can always come back to this, uh, as you know, right? And take a nice big breath in, bringing the shoulders all the way up to the ears, scrunching, scrunching. As you exhale, allowing the shoulders to come down the back. Option here is to bring your gaze down your nose or gently close your eyes, whatever allows you to feel safe in your space and in your body. One more nice big breath in and release. Sounds drive. Beautiful. Last one. Nice big breath in. Sounds drive. And release. Yeah. And I want you to just bring your attention to your outer body, right? Bringing attention to understanding and seeing your body as a home, right? How do you take care of it? How often do you do those deep cleans, right? And not just washing every day, right? That's like washing the dishes every day. But how often do you do those deep maintenance cleanses? Whether you do them for yourself or you hire someone to do them for you. And bring your attention and your awareness to what the mind and the body feel what emotions are are floating around and circulating before you move into that maintenance space. Sounds right. 
what does what's cleansing what feels cleansing right and then bring that energy that motion that awareness into the body right what feels cleansing when we do our maintenance right when we do that in-house maintenance and and now going when we go internally not just the maintenance right that maybe every so many uh weeks or um every so many months tune-ups or 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 check-ins or maintenance but that daily maintenance right what does that daily maintenance look like internally to keep the inside of the house clean And then consider your space, your external space, right? Maybe the room that you're sitting in, the furniture that you sit on. What is the energy of that space and how is it helping or hindering your physical body home and your internal space of that home can you feel it can you sense it is it adding value does it bring a sense of uplift right we know that joy is joy is a choice however we we also know that every day is not going to be sunshine yet there is enough joy internally that when we step into a space when we step into someone's presence right that joy is now activated a little bit deeper is that your space if you could describe the energy in your space right now right even if it's in your car That's your mode of transportation. That's a space that needs to feel safe to get you from A to B. How would you describe that energy? And do you know how to shift it? Hmm. Do you know how to shift that energy? So sit with that for a little bit, right? Really investigating what is coming up. What does it feel like? What have you been taught about your space, right? What, what, what childhood lessons have you been taught about your physical space, the space that you sleep in, that you eat in, that you live in, right? What does that look like? And can you look at your physical space and then look at how you take care of your body physical space and see how the two intertwine with one another? journaling space so take another nice big breath in and release 
big breath in and a release. Last one, big breath in. Sounds dry. And release. Give yourself some space to come back into your body, into your physical space. And take your time blinking the eyes open, maybe moving the body around just a little bit. Right, get you some water. Um, you can pause here if you feel led to do some journaling and really do some um, intentional investigating of what that space feels and what it's giving or taking from you. All right. Um, take your take a minute to reintegrate, investigate whatever it is that you need, and we'll be right back. Soundstripe. So listen, I'm hosting my first ever healing retreat. Yes, this July from the 19th through the 29th, it's a 10 day healing retreat in, I can't do my drum rolls, Costa Rica. Yes, 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 yes. Sis, we're going to be in the jungle mm-hmm, with all the toucans and all the, the, the sloths and the spider monkeys, all of all the, all the animals, right? This retreat is for my women, creatives, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, therapists, healers, spiritual workers, anybody that is craving to get past some blockages in their creativity, right? One thing I've learned about healing is once you start releasing some of that garbage, right? Some of that stuff that's been holding holding on to you, you tell it goodbye, you release it, and then you start rising in what you're actually supposed to be doing, right? You start rising in your creativity and 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 moving into what it is that is fulfilling for you, right? Our release and rise retreat, again, is July 19th through the 29th this year in Costa Rica. For more information, like we have an information session every other Wednesday, um, beginning March 8th, every other Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Go to ashleyelaine.me, go to our release and rise tab, and you'll see all the information, a link to the information sessions. You'll see if you need a one-on-one consult because you just have more questions and you're not able to make it every other Wednesday, tap in with me. There's no excuse. So whenever you're ready to release some of that stuff so that you can rise, I'm here for it, girl. I'm here. We're taking eight fabulous women with us on this journey to healing. Yes, again, release and rise. Go to ashleyelaine.me. 
the release and release and rise tab all the information is there are you ready to release so that you can rise in your power and in your calling and we are back uh yes so this episode I wanted to talk about um well if you've noticed I'm on like this little binge of um some holistic healing practices right and Sometimes we forget that there's a lot of things that we actually do have control over once we stop allowing it to have control over us. And a lot of it is like our mentality and seeds that were planted, the way we were taught, the things that we seen growing up, right? They almost set, um, it's almost like these things were communicated to us and at a young age, we're so vulnerable that any and everything that we see and that we hear ends up becoming some type of um, part of our reality as we get older, right? So I'm learning that becoming an adult is really unlearning so that you can go back to being a child. That's it. Don't fight me on it. And if you want to fight me on it, I'm not going to fight with you on it, right? Like a lot of becoming an adult is unlearning a lot of patterns, a lot of words, a lot of statements, a lot of behaviors, a lot of digging up seeds, um, releasing things that really weren't meant to be ours, but because we were in the care of other adults who haven't unlearned certain things, right? Or this, okay, now it's about to turn to another podcast, right? When we talk about generational things, um, we end up like whatever our, our, our soul calling is ends up getting clouded by all these other things, right? I talk about it often, how much of a dreamer I've always been when I was a child and things that I desired. Like I already knew what kind of car I wanted when I was like seven. Like there's two, when I, when I get to where I'm going, there's two vehicles that I must have. And it's not because of status. It's because I just love the way they look, right? They feel they feel like something that I would just have, right? I Like I tell people all the time, I'm literally really five years old. And Saturn is like doing some weird stuff where it's like 30 years of stuff is being wiped away. So when I tell people I'm five, I actually mean it, right? So that's neither here nor there. Um, But I really wanted to talk about like our space, right? Our living space. And what I've noticed just in my own, in my own journey, right? Is that um, the spaces that I've resided, that I have lived in, I was going to say that I have resided in, but that's not even a word. At least it doesn't sound right. The spaces that I've lived in, um, there's always been something that didn't feel right. Like I didn't feel connected to it. Um, And all up until like I I had my own space and I'm not afraid to share any of my journey, as you all know, Um, I recently like had to move back in with my grandmother, which is fine because that's my boo and her house is the holy house, which could also be like a thing. Um, Both Anne, I feel safe here with her, right? 
Um, I feel grounded here with her. I feel protected here with her. So already off gate, right? Those are three things that I need to be, like my three top things that anywhere I live, I have to be able to feel those things. So then when it comes to living with other people, I have to also be able to feel those things, right? I have to feel and know that I'm safe. I have to feel and know that I'm protected. I have to feel and know that I'm cared for and, um, and, and accepted in that space. Right. So in comes the question of like other people's energies, right? Um, when you, when you, so when you don't like, when you're living with other people, everybody has their own set of energies, right? Sometimes they all work together. Sometimes they don't. Um, even being in relationship with people, there's something that is like, there's, I, I, I always believe that when you're in relationship with people and I think more on like marriage and romantic relationship, um, well, even friendship, cause I've had roommates before, there has to be some type of synergy that connects the both of you together to where now our domain, right? Our space that we're living in is like, like people can walk in and be like, yep, I can, like this space feels like the both of you. I've had people walk into my apartment when it was just me and they say, yeah, this space actually feels like you, like, it looks the way I thought it would look because of what I know about you, right? Um, so there's there's that, right? When we talk about like energetically cleaning your space, there are a lot of energies that float around the damn world all day long. There are energies that try to latch on to you. There are energies that you may not be aware have walked in in like in alignment with you, right? Like they're holding hands with you and you may not be aware of it. Um, you bring that stuff home, right? It's like, remember when we were younger and you go outside and, and like you come back in the house and they'd be like, ooh, child, you smell like outdoors. But like, first of all, what does that smell like? But now I know what that smells like. It smells like earth. <laughs> it smells like, it smells like complete earth. Like when you become a parent, you now know what that smells like. Um, it's, but it's like that, right? When you come home, you're bringing, you're bringing the energy of the outside world into your home, right? So the question is for this episode, um, are you, so Okay, there's actually like two or three questions. Are you aware that there's outside energies coming home with you, right? Two, are you um, are you intentional about cleansing yourself before you come home, right? And then three, do you cleanse your home, right? What does that look like? Um, so we're going to dive into like why it's important for you to cleanse your home and then what that looks like. Um, and like I said, it's, it's, it's like beyond. So yes, we should be cleaning our home. 
Um, I'm not a bleach user. I don't use a lot of like those household products that um, I grew up in a household using both and like I, I, I love cleaning, right? Like that Fabuloso and Pine Sol. I don't use bleach. I just, I've always been scared of bleach. I've like tried to learn how to wash my clothes one time in middle school and used bleach and bleached my favorite pair of overalls from that moment on. I believe that was like seventh grade. I never, I like, I don't use bleach. I never use bleach just because of that. Some little PTSD. Um, but yes, like I, I hope we don't have to have, have to have the conversation about cleaning your home both and right make it known that when there's lack in doing that there's something internal that we're like not paying attention to right um I actually know somebody who was very honest and very very honest about just not not cleaning the bathroom um teach his own however like when we're so and I have this thing with like dishes right I actually really do not like washing dishes I think it is a pain I also do not like using plastic forks and paper plates so this is where my bouginess is I guess starting to kick in but if I need to wash the dishes I will because I also don't like how they look piling up in the sink once I do wash dishes, right, I start to notice that my mind is is getting a little bit more clear, right? And to make it more manageable and fun for me, what I do is when I have to wash dishes, I'll play music or I'll listen to a podcast or I'll listen to like I'll listen to something, right? Um for some reason and again, right, everything with intention, for some reason for me, there's like a energetic cleaning that comes with that also, right? So, mm, let me stay there. When we think about so with washing dishes, right? We have to also remember that our food has a vibration and an energy on it also, right? And hopefully prayerfully we're eating foods that are high in energy like high in that good energy coming from the earth and you know coming from those those like good farms and all of that right um so when we I believe there's like there I believe everything has a little bit of dead energy still within it right because eventually like that stuff is getting killed off even with within us right when we do a lot of this healing work when we when we start shifting and moving and changing right there's still some dead energy that is like kind of leaving our bodies right it stays around for a little bit and then slowly lingers out i don't know why that's um coming to me um I believe that food is the same way, right? Because there's everything, there's a yin and a yang, there's a, a light and a dark, there's a good and a bad, there's an up and a down, there's a left and a right, all of that, right? So our food also. So I'm starting to see that, I'm starting to understand, right? The energy and the energy in like the residue of 
food and stuff that is in, you know, the dishes, right? So it's not just a physical washing, it's an energetic cleansing also. So when I'm listening to music or a podcast or a sermon or whatever it is to get me through washing dishes, I'm like bringing, I'm bringing like a positive energy into that space, right? And everything is healing if you, if the intention is pure, right? If the intention is there, um, and it's a, it's, it's a positive, right? It's like, what can I learn from this? How can I make this better for myself? You're creating a healing space. So it's the same thing with like, cleaning the kitchen right you're cleaning up the energy from whatever that process was of cooking and whatever energies were coming from the food all of that um but I'm 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 touching on like looking at your space and then seeing what's going on with you internally right so as I said sometimes I don't all the time not sometimes I don't like washing dishes. I really don't. Like, I had a dishwasher in my apartment. My grandma has a dishwasher. We're using the dishwasher. I'm using the dishwasher because I need somebody else to do it for me. But what is my mind, right? When I when I don't wash dishes, I notice that my mind is a little bit like scattered. And then it's like when I go in the kitchen and see that the dishes need to be washed, I'm just like, ugh. Like it, it, it irks me a little bit more. So now it's like, okay, Ash, what are you avoiding, right? What are you not tending to that needs to be tended to? So yes, I, I, I allow that to be a healing practice for myself. Um, and sometimes, most times, right, it's, it's I don't want to wash the dishes right then and there. So I've been known to save them for in the morning And there's something about doing dishes first thing in the morning that is very meditative and settling for me. And it's like whatever, whatever, um, whatever I might be carrying over, I'm washing it clean for the day. Right. I'm, I'm now creating space for whatever needs to come in for the day, doing that first thing in the morning. Um, so Another thing about your space, one thing my grandmother has always taught me is that if you can't ask for more, if you don't take care of what you already have, right? Like sometimes people are like, oh my God, I need to move out of this house. I need to move out of this space. I don't have enough room. I don't have enough this. This is getting too small. This is getting like this. And it's like, well, are you adding more to that space and not paying attention to what's energetically being cluttered there or do you really need more space right so if it's like your family's growing yes we need more space if it's just the two if you if it's just you and your spouse and it's like i need a bigger closet and it's like well are you looking at your closet like purging right purging is a thing and that's a, that's an energetic release, right? Because I, so I purge my closet, um, like twice a year 
maybe three times a year. I've done it a lot this past year because there's just a lot of energetic things that I no longer need. I've also lost like 30, 40 pounds and a lot of clothes like don't make sense for me to hold on to. So I donate a lot of my clothes, especially with like the seasons living in the North. I We box up all like, and this is a thing that everybody in the Northeast does, at least that I know. We're boxing up all of our winter stuff and pulling out spring stuff. So, you know, we're we're actually going through those cycles. And when you're going through those cycles, things change, right? Energy is changing. Um, you're changing. Seasons are changing. Things are falling off that you thought you needed and no longer needed. And there's an energetic attachment to physical things, right? So I'm always purging clothes. I'm always purging shoes. I'm paying attention to, okay, when's the last time I've carried this purse? Do I really need it, right? And it's like, I want I want something new, but do I deserve something new when I, st- when I still have all this other stuff that I may not have worn or that I'm keep like, what am I keeping it for, right? And sometimes like the things that we possess, like those physical things that we possess have an energetic, um, uh, tied to them, right? Maybe an old relationship, maybe an old dance that we went to, or maybe a night out with our friends, or, you know, it's, it's tied to something. And it's like, okay, well, at some point, right, I want to keep space for new positive energy, new flow of things to come into my life. And if I keep holding on to all of these old things that have old energy, right? Yes, there's there's memories, right? And that's why I'm a picture person. Like I have a shitload of pictures and I keep them in picture books, like photo albums, picture books, photo albums, or I've been known to like make photo albums on, um, uh, Shutterfly or, um, all like all of those, those websites. Right. So, tying in like how can I keep these memories and utilize my creativity easiest way right so now I have more now I just have a bunch of books instead of a bunch of things right and those books are going to be more valuable because they can be passed down to my son if I have any more kids or you know whomever um, wants them because they're relatable to their lives than like having all these things because things come and go, right? Um, so yeah, like, are you, are you asking, like, are you like, and, and that's gratitude, right? You can't ask for more when you don't care for what you already have, right? It's stewardship, it's gratitude, it's contentment. And I'm in a season where I had to learn contentment. I was always afraid of contentment because it's like, okay, I, I'm not living in my own space anymore, right? And I I loved my space. Like I took care of my space to the point where when I was moving out, I had these two guys help me and they were like, literally like, I'm glad we came in to help you because we're the ones that have to go in after people move out of the out of their apartment and, you know, see what needs to be fixed. We need to take carpet off. And see, he was like, literally, all we need to do is paint the walls and barely do that. 
Like you took really good care of this apartment. And I told them, I said, my grandmother has always taught me like to take care of what God has blessed you with, because if he can trust you with the little things and he can trust you with more, woo, that's a word for somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a word for somebody. If God can trust you with the little things, then he can trust you with more, right? So you're crying about not having any more closet space and that your closet is too small when really you have a walk-in closet. You've just filled it with a bunch of stuff that you don't use. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right? That's energy sitting in your closet, right? And think about it. A lot of us do impulse shopping, right? When we're sad, when we're happy, when we're angry, like we're buying something. Some of us, we're buying something. Like I've, I'm an emotional shopper, a guilty as charged. When I used to work at Victoria's Secret, it was nothing for me to like be sad and go buy their five for 25 underwear. Like I had easy access. You want to talk about having a drawer full of, full of drawer, a drawer full of panties, like for what? Um, but every time I would be sad or upset or in my feelings, in some type of feelings, I would go buy underwear. I don't understand. I don't really understand why. And um, well, yes, I do. It was like a, clean, a cleanliness thing for me. It was like, well, I don't like whatever energy is already there. So I need to, I need to just buy some more. And I think, I believe it was tied to like some sexual trauma from when I was younger. So there was always like this cleanliness thing with my body right? Where it was like, well, I just need to buy new underwear and I'm going to be fine. I just need to buy new underwear and I'm going to be fine. Let's have like, 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 let's talk about it, right? Let's be honest. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything or hide anything. Like I'm transparent. And if people don't like it all well, I'm sorry. Right. So doing my healing work, it was like, "Mm, I don't really need to go buy underwear every time I'm sad. Right. Am I wearing all of them? Probably so, because who doesn't need underwear? But like going back to the example of someone saying that they need to move into a bigger house because they don't have any more closet space and their bedroom is small. It's like, well, you can also purge some of this and probably feel better about your space, right? There's plenty of people in the world that need shoes. There's plenty of people in the world that need clothes that probably can't afford them, right? So really, really purging, right? Purging is is, ener- is energy work also, right? Um, but it's also a choice. It's a choice in saying, I'm hoarding this for no reason and need to get rid of it, right? And sometimes that can be hard. Like I'm not gonna sit here and act like it's the easiest thing in the world. That can be a hard process, especially if you're in like the midst of like some transitions, right? Or things are changing or there's a loss of a loved one or like loss of a relationship, whatever that is, it can be hard to like purge that stuff because of attachment and wanting to remember this person or wanting to remember like the good, right? But our body is already remembering some of that stuff, right? Our like, I rather my body remember the positive and I do the work to remember the positive instead of holding on to things that may remind me of the positive and my body is still holding on to all the trauma.
Mm. That was deep. But that's how some of us live, right? It's like, oh no, I need to hold on to all of these things because they remind me of all the good, all the good stuff, right? But our body is still like trying to maneuver through regulating our nervous system. Every time we hear a door slam, we think it's something. It like we're being triggered into something from the past, right? So. Cleaning your space energetically will also help you heal your nervous system, right? It will help you um, stand hold, like hold on to those positive memories, right? Um, and will also allow you the space to create new memories, create, create, um, create new energy, like invite that space in, right? So... Three things, um, y'all know I'm like low-key a pastor. I've got my three points. That might be the only thing that makes me a low-key pastor is my three points because all pastors I know have three points. So the so number one, you're, you feel better internally with you. We've already kind of touched on that, right? Your space reflects your internal self and mind. So I'm gonna be honest, anywhere I live, where I'm doing whatever space is considered my workspace is always going to look a hot mess. Like a tornado just came through and like whipped all the paper all over the place because my mind is always going a mile a minute. And it's like, oh, well, I need this. Oh, and then I got to grab this book because I need reference for that. And oh, I need that. And then there's like a pen everywhere right in all notebooks are open so my workspace is one space where I constantly need to make sure that when I start to feel that energy get kind of stale or when I feel it when I feel it either get really stale or um overactive to where like now I can't focus because my mind is like all over the place and touching everything I take a minute and I'm like, Ashley, you need to clean this space, right? And nine times out of 10 where my workspace is, my yoga mat is. So it's like my whole little area until I get to a place where I can separate that, which it still probably won't happen that way. Um, but I, I roll up my mat. I move everything out of that space. I vacuum. I sage. I I get the Pelo Santo, I open up windows, right? Like I really need new energy to kind of flow around. So um, sage is a uh, cleanser that, sage is, um, it's a plant uh, that you can burn to really clear out any negative energy or stale energy, right? And every time I burn it, I can feel it, right? Again, Whatever your intention is, that's what's going to come through on the other side, right? Um, you want to burn sage first, right? And I I would say burn it maybe like once a week or if there's something like if you feel that there's negative energy that's coming over you, right? So maybe when you get home from work or whatever outing you've been and you can feel like the heaviness of other energies coming with you. I would do a quick sage, right? A shower and some sage, right? Um, and then um, 
like I can, I can always feel the clearing of that energy. Right. And then Pelo Santo. Um, and I actually like spoke to somebody about this, right. Um, she worked in Bath and Body, which was crazy. They, Bath and Body was selling Pelo Santo, um, candles. They smelled really good. And me and her were talking about it and she was actually, I believe she's from South America. Um, and she was telling me, you know, you're supposed to burn sage um, and then burn Pelo Santo because sage takes out the negative energy and Pelo Santo brings in the positive, right? It calls in that positive energy. And um, I don't think I knew that at the time until she told me that. I always thought that you can just burn one or the other to remove and bring in. She was like, but it's it's best to burn the sage and then burn the Pelo Santo right after. But you don't want to sage all the time because then you're constantly killing that positive energy that you're kind of you're bringing in and then you're not letting the positive energy kind of like marinate in the space right which makes sense to me in my brain so after I burn the sage I'll do Palo Santo and if anybody knows of any other remedies and cleansings and all of that please 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 Send me an email or go into the Patreon and, you know, let us know, right? Because we want to know. We want to create this community of learning. Um, but we then, I then get the Pelo Santo and like, I'm like probably dancing. Like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm like dancing around with it, right? I'm just making it such a jubilee of a practice. Um and then I'm very big on opening windows. There's something about letting the fresh air come in and allowing whatever needs to be called out to be called out, right? And then there's something that shifts within me, right? Um, I've discovered recently that Pelo Santo is actually really good for depression. Um, and that was me doing my own research. I would encourage you to do your own. Um, but I've been on depression meds for like a year and a half now. And I haven't stopped. I think recently just within the transitions that I've been in, I've had to kind of like maneuver a little bit. Um, and I've been noticing, I'm like, okay, like this is the first time I'm not on my meds and I still feel okay, right? And you know how they say like, just because you feel better on your meds doesn't mean it's time for you to stop them. I'm not intentionally stopping them, but I'm intentionally investigating how I'm feeling since I've had to um, wait to pick up my prescription, right? And I Googled, like something was just like Google, Google Pelo Santo and depression and Pelo Santo actually helps with depression. So, um, I was like, well, maybe that's why, like, cause I've been intentional with burning it, burning it every single day. Right. Like literally almost like a wake and bake. I wake up and I'm burning it. Like you can't even smoke Pelo Santo and I'm not encouraging that either, but what you do is what you do. Um, so yeah. And then, so your, your, your external space is going to like show you, okay, what am I not tending to internally? Right. What within me is not, what am I avoiding? Right. Um, looking at or touching on, um, second, 
You create your own sacred space and have control over the energy, right? So when I had my own place, I was very like, I don't even really like people like that. I don't want just anybody coming in my space. Um, I had some somebodies coming into my space and then after a while I was like, yeah, I don't want you in my space anymore. So literally like, once I made that decision, it was like the only person that would come into my space was my homegirl D. And it was like, yeah, I don't really want nobody else in here. Like, I love my energy and I want to keep it in my space, right? So you end up like reclaiming your space. Um, and it like, you then have this thing where it's like, hmm, your energy does not really match mine and I'm not matching energy because we're not going low. We're going high, like Michelle Obama said. So I don't want you in my space. Like, I don't want you in my house. I don't want you coming over here, right? It's a sacred space. Um, It takes me back to um, creating like that sacred space in the bedroom, right? For a long time, I never, I never had that. Um, and I was able to create that and it felt good. It felt safe. It felt, um, inviting. It felt very sacred. And the person that I was able to create that space with, um, I loved them so much. Right. But like now it's like, okay, I don't, I don't want to recreate that right now. Like, I now found the space for me, right? Because that's also a part of my healing journey, right? Um, With a lot of things from my childhood that I've endured. um, Well, childhood up to like probably like a year ago. Um, (laughs) Really, really, really finding that sacred space and being safe in sexuality, right? Let's be real. Let's be adults about it, right? In really allowing that to be a sacred space also. So there's an energy in, in, in the bedroom, right? That we want to keep sacred and really not invite a lot of bodies into that because everybody's energy is not good. Everybody's energy is not positive. Everybody's energy isn't the energy that you need. And that's fine. You just have to be able to say, listen, this space is very important to me and your energy does not make me feel like that you feel that way also, right? So when you cleanse your space, again, like the Pelo Santo, all of that, I also created like my own little altar in my room, right? It was like a self-love altar. I still have it. It's a It was a self-love altar because at some point, I wanted my energy to be love, like I wanted the energy in that space to be loving, to be kind, to be reflective of who I believe that I am and invite that into that space, right? Um, Yeah, and then lastly, you can tap into you and your intuition more clear. When your space is clear, you have, like you're able to drive from your senses a little bit more, right? I feel like, and I'm the vision that I'm getting in my head is like stuff just like roadblocks all over the place, right? 
um, energetic roadblocks in the home and then like actual physical things being roadblocks, right? You can't maneuver as easy. You can't see as easy. You can't move around as quickly. Um, so yeah, like I think when we start paying attention to why, like it's important for us to clean our homes. Yes, because COVID germs, all the things, all the things, right? But when we start looking at it energetically and spiritually, right? Your home is a vibration, right? It's 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 the space where peace should be vibrating louder than what's going on in the outside world. It's a space where love and kindness and joy and freedom, right? Should be vibrating a lot more than what's going on out in the world. If it feels like anything other than those fruits, right? Because we want we want fruit. We don't want um I don't even know what's the opposite of fruit. Is there an opposite of fruit? Probably not. Bad fruit, right? Like the rotten stuff, right? Oh, snacks. <laughs> snacks are the opposite of fruit, right? Fruit fruit rejuvenates right so joy is rejuvenating peace is rejuvenating love is rejuvenating kindness is rejuvenating right your home should be vibrating those things right it should it should um like energetically set the set the tone for those things so that when you when you need to retreat we're not constantly looking to go outside of our home, right? So think of that in terms of our body, right? When we're walking in love, when we're walking in joy, when we're walking in healing, and when we're walking in sacredness, we're not looking to retreat within somebody else to fulfill us with those things. Come on, somebody preaching here today, right? It's the same with our home, it's the same with our home, right? Our home should be, our home should feel safe. It should feel protected. It should feel um, all of those things. And when we, when we do the healing work on us, then we can see what our space is supposed to feel. That like we translate that into our space. So the energy you carry, you take it with you and it also lives with you. What kind of energy is living within you and what kind of energy is living within your home, right? Yeah. So, yes, take a nice big breath in. And release. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And add your little favorite tidbits, right? I know we got some candle lovers. We got some incense lovers. We have some room spray lovers, right? When you love on you, you can love on your space, right? Your space, that's your domain. That's your sacred space first and foremost, right? Your first your first sacred space is your body and all things within and without it, on the outside, within it and on the outside of it. And that translates into your physical home. Right. So, yeah, it's not just about the fabuloso and the pine saw. Right. It's about the energetic cleansing. It's the purging that we need to do. Right. Girl, get rid of them bags that you haven't carried in 15 years. 
right? Make room for God to bless you with the things that are on your heart. Because when we start hoarding and harboring, that puts us in a lack mindset that we, we need to hold on to all of these things because we're not able to get more, right? Y'all, I just had to, I just had to purge a two bedroom apartment within seven days. And it was like, all right, Ashley, like you got to make some decisions here very quickly. What's worth keeping and what's worth letting go. And I let go of a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, just sold my couch, right? Because I know that where I'm going, right, in the midst of my transition, I know that where I'm going, I'll be able to afford those things again. I can buy another couch, right? I'm kind of holding on to my bedroom set, but that's a different episode. But I can I can buy lamps and stuff again, right? I can buy most of those things again. Most of those things like I can buy forks again. I got them things from Target. They got they they have more, right? So allow yourself to really, especially like we're moving into spring right? Allow yourself the space to say, okay, what am I holding on to that needs to be let go? Right. And sometimes we are like, oh, it's not an emotional attachment, but go stand in your closet now and look at it and tell me what starts coming up when, when it's, when you look at certain things. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of things we do are out of emotion instead of, is this really good for me? Is this really what I need? What is the intention behind me keeping this, not cleaning this? What am I avoiding internally that I'm trying to make up for externally, right? Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, I feel like this was a kind of mundane episode. Um. But it was like, I've been wanting to do this episode since uh, season one. So it's here um, and there's purpose for it, right? Somebody that can receive it will receive it. And if it's not touching on anything, then yeah. But I think I think we often overlook the correlation between our internal physical home and our and the internal, which is the external outside of us home that we live in and what that looks like. Um, So don't be afraid to purge, right? Don't be afraid to purge what's sitting in you and don't be afraid to purge what is emotionally sitting around you. That goes for people too, child. You gotta purge people too. You gotta purge people too. Yeah, I love you all for free. I love you all for free. May you walk in peace, blessings, love, and joy. Until next time, talk to you soon.